Hi, everyone. You are now listening to Real Talk. I'm your host, John or Nikki, and this last episode for season three is a really special one. Uh, I just want to say thank you to every single person that's been on the podcast. Um, it means a lot to me that people have chosen to come on and have chosen to also, you know, be vulnerable and share their honest experiences and, you know, kind of put that barrier down and have been comfortable on this platform, just sharing stories and, you know, just having a good time and talking about the ups and downs of their own lives. And I feel like that level of authenticity can be missed. And for me to have these stories, you know, available for people to listen to just means a lot because in any way, shape or form, it like shows that through whatever experience you might go through, there's someone else that has a similar experience or there's someone else that has felt the same level of loneliness and the same level of pain, even if it comes in like a different form. And that's kind of what this episode is doing. And I'm taking my favorite clips from the past 23 episodes. And each of these clips, they're like stories, they're like little mini stories. And they each have their own meaning and sentiment to me. And in a way, each one of them kind of shows my goal. Like my goal is so that whoever's listening feels less alone. That's really what this podcast is. And by having stories, by having people be themselves and, you know, speak about their lives, I feel like that is very, very possible. And so with this last episode, again, I just want to say thank you to everyone that has chosen to, you know, open themselves up and have made those hard decisions to talk and be honest because it's not easy to do. It's really not easy at all. And so I'm just really, really thankful for everyone that has come on. And I'm thankful for everyone that continues to show support because, you know, it's also just super nice that people come on and then also listen and show the same level of appreciation every single week. So I just want to say thank you. It's been a really great experience so far. Hopefully I will be back. It's just going to be a break. And without further ado, here's the episode. I hope you enjoy. I wanted to go pro, you know, going into college. I wanted to go pro. I wanted to get into college. I wanted to have a scholarship. I wanted to graduate from college and go into the professional route, you know, for soccer. That's that's where my mind was at going into college. Um, when college uh, began and I went out for, you know, to play, to play with my team um, as a freshman, I started to um, I started to feel empty inside, you know, and I started to feel very, I started to feel a lot of pressure. I started to feel a lot of expectations build up and I would just say a lot of anxiety. Um, so I, uh, man, it was, it was tough because again, there's a lot of tension as a freshman in college, looking at my life for the past four years, where I was at in this moment as a freshman on a scholarship on a college soccer team that was very successful. I was at this point where I'm like, this is what I wanted for the past four years of my life. You know, this is, this is why I trained every single night. This is why I woke up early in the mornings. This is why I have bled and cried for the, this, this game, you know, to be here in this, in this opportunity, in this moment, my family was happy for me. My friends were impressed about me, you know, with where I was at. And I was very prideful, you know, I was very happy about myself and what I had accomplished, but I felt so empty. And, um, and I think, I think the, the pinpoint, um, 
part of my experience was when I got injured in college. Um, I got a pretty bad ankle injury. I tore a couple ligaments and um, the doctor said I couldn't play for a couple months. And when someone tells you that you can't do everything that you knew, you know, everything that you put your trust in, you have to take a step back and look at your life for a minute. Um, and I just realized that, uh, that soccer can be taken away so quickly. And, um, you know, when, when you get all these achievements, when you're successful in life, the, the stakes add up and you, you have to perform, you have to continue to top your game. You always have to hit the next level. And that's an exhausting thing. You know, it's a constant chase and, um, you don't really have much time for a break. And that stuff can, can build up to you, you know, and, and it, it got the best of me, but it got the best of me in a beautiful way um, where I ended up transferring out of the program I was at. And now I'm at a better, a better place, a better program for myself and for what I need in my life. My junior year, failing my classes, applying for colleges, seeing what college I want to go to and being a critical point in my high school career, which is my junior year. I was like, how am I going to graduate? I started thinking, like, am I ever going to graduate or anything? And then one morning, I wake up, I go to zero, I go to zero period. I gotta wake up super early for that. And I was just out of it. Looking back at it, I was just like a zombie. And then my teacher calls me outside and she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, and then I said, and I started bu busting into tears. I told her how my brother got incarcerated, how my parents are not really like, they're just working all the time. My, my siblings are all like, we're all to ourselves because we're all trying to figure like, our shit out. And it's kind of hard to support others when you're trying to figure it out. So I was just busting into tears. I told her and then she was like, wow, like I did not know that. Uh, I feel like there was a point where I felt like my teacher just thought like, I was just, I, I didn't care about school or anything. And then until I told her, uh, like, yo, like, I'm going through this. It's so hard. So I started busting into tears for, like, 20 minutes. And I come back inside, and I just feel relief. After I, I, I told my teacher all about that, I felt like a whole, like, brick of wall just lifted up my shoulders. And I, so, I felt so relief. It was, like, I don't know how to, like, describe it. But it was such, like, it was so uplifting that my teacher was, that asked me and that brought me outside to see what was wrong because she saw that I was failing all my classes. I wasn't doing good. She just, she just felt like a gut feeling that she had to take me outside. And after that, she reached out to all my teachers, my coach, all my teachers. And they were all super supportive. Um, all my teachers brought me outside. I stayed after class to talk to them. And they were all being super supportive. They brought my grade up to where it was before I, I started failing my classes. And then they're like, if you ever need to go outside and take a break or talk to, to a therapist, we had a school. I didn't even know we had a therapist until that moment. I was like, yes. And so I, I reach out. I talked to the therapist too. And it was just so uplifting. I feel like I had such a good support system after that. I reached a sort of breaking point when I realized that I was losing myself and trying to be a teacher. And... I do think that part of it was jumping into, into teaching so quickly after doing my teacher training when I still was in a very like raw and vulnerable state. Um, I was 20 at the time and was still like in recovery from all these different things. And 
was still like cultivating self-awareness and getting to know myself. And I think a yoga teacher holds a lot of responsibility because yoga is a very vulnerable practice and you're guiding people um, and creating a space for them where they can just completely let go. And there were so many times also where I would teach a class and someone would come to me afterwards and pour their hearts out to me. And it was a beautiful thing, but I also just don't feel like I was ready to be a teacher. <laughs> like I have so much that I still need to learn and so much that I still need to work through work through. And no teacher is ever going to be perfect. Like any sort of teacher, whether you're an academic teacher or a spiritual guide or whatever, a fitness instructor, like a college professor, human beings are inherently flawed, but I also just feel like there's a lot of other stuff that I want to do before I identify as just a yoga teacher. So I remember I was doing flutter kicks and I was looking, it was like the middle of the night. It was like, maybe I think it was like really cold out. We had a red flag out. So it was like 40, 42, it was like 39, something like that. It was pretty cold out. Yeah. And it was like kind of drizzling too. So it was like low, like little drizzle rain. It's cold out and it's all hitting my face and I'm holding my legs out and I'm like sat there like doing flutter kicks. And well, yeah, I mean, flutter kicks aren't the hardest thing in the world for me because, you know, I did that for training and all that. Yeah. Um, You're wearing three pound boots on the bottom of your feet, you know, so you're doing flutter kicks with weights on the bottom of your feet because your boots are pretty heavy. I was just holding it and like he made us he made us hold it for a pretty long time that time. I remember kids were like kids were dropping and like grunting and like ah kids were like crying and shit. And I remember holding it out and I was just like super stone cold face. I was like just holding it. And I looked up at the sky and I looked up like at the stars and I was like, dude, fuck this. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. And I, I started looking around at all the other kids and I was looking around and they were all dropping their feet. And I was like, I was like, dude, what if I just didn't do this. <laughs> what if I just like stopped and I just got up and like got discharged and I was like, dude, I could be home for like Thanksgiving. Cause I miss, I miss Thanksgiving with my family, unfortunately, yeah. because um, I was in boot camp throughout November and uh, I was just like, I'll make it for November. I'll make it to Thanksgiving. I'll like, I'll be with my family and like, I'll be at home and I could just get like a normal job. But that's like, that's the thing, man. Like it's a, you can have like the, like the foresight of what would happen if you were to do that in that moment. And then if you just stick with it, you think about what the future can hold for you. If you really just stuck with it and you kept going, you know? Yeah. And I think that that was a lot of what I had through boot camp was if, if I get through this and if I get through this and if I get through this evolution and I get through this test and I pass this test and I, and I do well at the galley, like I'll go into the real coast guard and I'll, I'll be stellar. Like I'll be chilling, you know, like I'll, I'll know how to get through this. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I just don't think I made the right decision picking Concordia as my school. And then he calls me, right? He wants to talk to me. Here comes the part where, you know, they tell you you're dumb. You know, they tell you you're stupid for wanting to drop out, leave the school. Like you're not going to be anything in life. Um, and it hurt, you know, like one second, there's a coach that's, you know, caring for you, looking out for you, um, believes in what you're able to do. And the second you want to do something for yourself, you know, you're just a sack of shit, really. You know, yeah. you don't matter to them. You're kind of just being, you know, constantly punched, you know, by the all the words that they're saying. You know, there's words like, 
you're not going to do anything. You're being stupid. You're not going to make it back to college. You know, all these things just started adding up and it kind of got to the point where I was like, fuck this, you know, like if this is truly how you felt, then why am I going to waste my time and stay here? You know, I'm going to actually do this and do what I want to do. So I did. It was kind of just like, and that's kind of like the reason that I did it behind their back. I was like, I knew how they would react. So I didn't receive the quote unquote pricing requirements to get directly into my major. So I had to reapply during the summer and then wait for a response and submit a portfolio. And for the portfolio, I spent like eight hours a day for like three weeks back home, just kind of crafting everything, kind of working on my essays, working on my art, all of that stuff. And then I get an email end of June. Uh, basically saying that I wasn't accepted into the graphic design program, which um, I was really bummed about because like this has been my passion since the eighth grade and I've just been grinding every single day just for this. Right. So I was uh, I was kind of dis- I was very disappointed. And so I talked with the graphic design uh, head uh, department chair for what I can do, how I can maybe reapply. And basically and just to keep it short and sweet, uh, she basically was saying that like maybe you should switch careers like totally like you didn't get off you didn't get into graphic design off of just graphic uh, off of your like art i mean you didn't get into UW off of just your art skills maybe you should look into other classes that you find more interesting basically just telling me to just like switch my major completely so that bummed me out even more because i was like you're basically telling me that one class determines my whole future at this school which i didn't necessarily agree with and then what makes this whole story funny in retrospect is a few days later, I got a job offer from Yahoo for uh, a content producer and graphic design producer. So in, it, it's just funny to me, like um, going from being rejected at a school for a major to being offered a, like, a contract job for over six months uh, at a very high level firm. So, yeah. And like the pain comes when you try to fight that, you know, when you like, you're like, Oh, I don't like where I am. I'm gonna fight it and like try to be somebody else. That's where you get hurt. Oh, that's where you get hurt. You know, shit gets heavy. So it's you wherever you are in life right now. Congrats. That's where you're supposed to be. You know, yeah. just keep doing it. Just keep doing you. Just love yourself. Just enjoy every little moment. Roll with the punches. They're gonna suck. I'm. They're. Oh my gosh. They're gonna suck. But you know what? Life goes on. <laughs>